1: Hey, hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. It's November 22nd, and this is your boy, Hirsch. And with me, as always, is Mike. What's going on? And our hype man, Wes.
0: Good, get Gator Nation?
1: Hey, hey, we got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. Last game of the season, Florida State week. Short week we're working on here. But before we do, we want to remind everybody, check us out and download each and every podcast wherever you get your podcast from check out our youtube channel and please don't forget to subscribe to the channel and hit the like and leave a comment on every video and if you would like to support us as creators check out our patreon at respect our decision each and every dollar we make goes right back into the show as we try to keep getting better for you guys and i got a lot of things planned for here after the season And as always, guys, do not forget to check out our sponsor at Camwood Supplements. Check out CamwoodSupplements.com for all your workout supplements, your post-workout recovery supplements, and your green uh, supplements for your digestive health. Can't recommend them enough. Uh, Make sure you use code RESPECT20, and you'll save 20% off your first purchase. And with that being said, guys, we're going to jump right into it like we do every week. It's playoff time in high school football. And we got a lot of uh, Gators out there making things happen this week. And Wes is going to hit us up with our under the light segment. Wes, let us know how Appreciate they were doing this week, man.
0: Yeah, man. Appreciate it, Hurst. We got a fab five, not to be uh, correlated with Michigan Wolverines. But uh we got five guys this week that we're going to talk about. The first one is going to be our only linebacker in the class, uh Jaden Robinson. Uh, he had two sacks on the night and a pick six. So shout out to Jaden Robinson. I believe this is the first time on the uh, on the lights list. So shout out to him on that. Uh, a guy that has been on here all year, Eugene Wilson. He had two ints,
1: not just an offensive playmaker.
0: Yeah, and a receiving TD. So uh, Eugene, he he took a, a bump up, and I think on three had a special on him today. I saw where he rose – in their rankings compared to where he's at in the other countries. So hopefully the other, like, I believe Robbers and ESPN, uh, hopefully they take note of what this kid has done uh, in his uh, uh, senior year in high school, because I believe the kid is a phenomenal athlete. I told you guys last week that uh, hopefully he'll take uh, Mike's heart uh, with uh, Whitmore. Uh, another <laughs> guy who's been a, a steady guy on the list, is Treon Webb. He had two more rushing TDs in a playoff win, so shout at Treon Webb, um, who's one of the leaders in this class. And our new quarterback, Jaden Rashada, he had one TD uh, passing, and, and he rushed for another. Uh, and this was his final game uh, in high school, as his team did take a loss. Uh, and the last guy on the list is Jakeem Jackson, who also took a bump uh, in, in the rankings this week. I believe he went top 100 for uh uh this week as well on on three. So shout out to Jakeem Jackson. We always we talked about him when we saw Corey Raymond go after him, when he was uh, where he was rated at that point to where he's at now, we see that Corey Raymond does have an eye for recruiting and this kid has just been steadily jumping up the rankings and had a phenomenal senior senior campaign for uh his last year in high school. Any guys you guys, you know, wanna talk about that you like? Um
1: yeah, uh Jaden Robinson, um this isn't actually the first time we have talked about him. I mean, it hadn't been a lot, but, you know, defensive guys don't usually always get their stats out there. Um, Jaden Robinson has had a huge season. I don't have the the season-long numbers in front of me, but he has been the leader of his team's defense all year and has had a phenomenal season, and I'd look for him to get a, uh, a bump in his rankings as well.
0: Yeah, my bad. I did. I remember I talked about him earlier when he and Creed, when they played each other in the game so that, that's my, my mistake.
1: And it's no problem. That ain't no problem. Mike, any anything of note to you?
2: I'd just like to see Jakeem, Jakeem Jackson like like Wes said just keep on developing and uh hopefully we uh it's not the uh only Austillo only cowboy to uh become uh the bigator this cycle so
1: yeah who you hinting at uh, the people
2: that's that's a different segment right
1: Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> All right,
2: guys. We're gonna, we're I'll gonna show the cowboys. I'll show oh, the cowboys.
1: Osceola, baby. We're gonna move on and talk a little recruiting. Not a whole lot to talk about in recruiting this week. Um, kind of a slow week moving into the last week of the of the regular football season. Um, you're really gonna see recruiting start to jump up probably after this week as we move into the month of December, get through the holidays. Um as we did mention last week, though, uh, offensive tackle, five-star offensive tackle, Samson uh Lola visited last week for a couple of days with his family. And um, word out of that visit was it couldn't have gone much better than it did. I know probably a lot of people saw his photo shoot that he had posted on Instagram and Twitter. Um, staff did a phenomenal job uh, setting all that up. Um, just really, really knocked it out of the park from all accounts. Um, It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle to the end. I don't want anyone to get their hopes up, um, but we're squarely in it. Um, We will probably be getting an official visit the weekend of the uh, ninth. Um, We need him, man. We need a big offensive tackle. We need a five-star offensive tackle. Uh, I know Jaden Rashada has has reached out to him about coming on down and blocking for him. So, And that's what you want your uh, star quarterback of your class to be doing is reaching out to these kids and trying to get him to come play with him. Um, I know Mike's thoughts on this young man. I know Mike wants him in his class. Big fan of his. I know Wes is as well. You, ha- you have a hard time not being a big fan of a kid of this size, stature. And, uh, you know, like we said um, last week, he's pretty much ready day one to step right on in and play.
2: Yeah, he, uh, he was listed about three hundred five. We we're talking about it in twenty four seven, and he came in. Uh, His measurables are uh, off the chart. NFL size uh, three thirty. So he's a day one starter. I'll see him. You know, if we get it for three years. It's, um. So yeah, please. For the love of humanity, let's.
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't have the measurables in front of me, but I know his wingspan was off the charts. 80
2: something, it's, 85 it's a, and a
1: it half. Was, it, was a, it was
2: absurd. I was, I was worried about the weight. 305 doesn't get it done, I and mean, you need to be at least 310. Well, you can get it done, but you can get pushed around sometimes in a run game. So, uh, I think at that particular size, he moves probably at about 20 to 30 20 pounds lighter. So he may move it like he's three oh five, but actually with that extra twenty plus pounds, he's day one start already. Just uh, sculpt the body.
1: Wes, any thoughts on on Samson? I mean,
0: nah, saying I mean, it all, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys, covered it all. I know you say the five star O line. I just want a five star period. So uh, <laughs> would love to have this kid. Don't go there. star chasing. <laughs> Wait, hey.
1: These I mean, kids have five star hearts, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness. Um, another young man that we touched on last week uh, and had some breaking news at the last of what we- last week's episode, Mark Fletcher announced today, this was per Corey Bender at own three. He uh, tweeted this out that Mark Fletcher would be taking an official visit to Florida the week uh, weekend of uh, December 9th. Once again, guys, it's going to be a huge official visit weekend Um, with the exception of Desmond Ricks, who will be taking his official visit to Florida the weekend before that, that, is what the staff has uh lined up to be the next big weekend. You had Friday night lights, you had the LSU weekend, and now the weekend of December 9th is gonna be the next one in that cycle of, of big recruiting weekends. Um, this is gonna be another Florida Miami battle. I mean, it is what it is. We want him, they want him. He's a he's a legacy down there. But um some kids wanna make their own mark in life. Some kids don't don't care about that legacy deal. So um I know. I know a lot of people. I know the right people feel good about Mark Fletcher right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm all for you know. I, I don't understand a kid's decision. The more it goes to hemming the legacy, but I just that the judgment there. It's you don't even know what offense you're playing in next year. Nope. Yep. So you don't even know who your coach is going to be. So if you get, get new OC, I mean, they, they may actually hire staff correctly and let the OC pick the staff, and you know. A lot of, of unknown variables just to go to a school to go where your father went, and you can always go to grad school as
1: well there. Yeah, Wes, any thoughts on Mark Fletcher? No,
0: nah, I never. I felt like we didn't necessarily need a RB two, but he'd be a great addition. Um, being that now, I think I, I early in the season I think we needed one, but now I feel like we do with. Naquan, and uh, Lingard. Lingard probably,
1: probably being gone. Yeah, yeah, for, probably you need gone. four
0: backs. So you're going to need – yeah, that's what I was saying. Early in the year, I didn't think so, but now uh, I, I've turned the corner on that and think that uh, he would be a great addition just in case somebody you No, know, And that's back. why you
1: need him. And, that, yeah, that point yeah. right there, when you run have this run-heavy offense and you cycle your backs in, more than likely, and we've been fortunate, knock on wood again, but <laughs> –
2: now you get the. You money. know,
1: I know we'll be called out for a jinx because undoubtedly something's about to happen now. <laughs> but um, you know the likelihood running backs get hurt. I mean, it's yeah, you're, look you're at, NFL. You're you're at NFL. You a twister. You a running backs are. I mean, every team now goes three running backs deep because it, each and every week somebody's turning an ankle.
0: That was about. That was my point. I turn you a turn ankle away.
1: Sh- shoulder, knee. I mean, running backs get beat up. That's why. Also. Going back to the Cedric Baxter argument, I can see why a lot of schools would be hesitant hesitant to pay up such a high NIL money to a running back. But, you know, how many true superstars at running back do you get? There's an argument to be made. Me and Mike had that argument. I believe it was week one or week two of the podcast. It was something we discussed. I mean, it. but you pile up on really good running backs from 250 up. You know,
2: especially in this game it's yes this, this game will you know it's his own scheme, so uh, just because i just the sites um you know two two four sevens the on threes they're not they may not necessarily be wrong however if they're ranked like he's ranked around 250 right now and um he could be for us a, a top 100 kid. Based on his vision, his cutting ability, so on and so forth.
1: Yep. So I mean, you just look back at Trevor Etienne and where he was ranked. I mean,
2: a very, specific, now, very unique scheme.
0: We're not yep. unique. Very unique. Yeah, the uh, people who, who watch, who, who are familiar with the NFL, saw what Mike and Kyle Shanahan has done with running backs that fit a, a particular scheme. You can turn a, a no name guy into a, a fifteen, 15 hundred yard rusher. So yeah, to Mike's point, yeah, his scheme.
2: Mike McDaniel's doing the same thing with the Dolphins as well with a couple backs.
0: So. Um,
1: moving on to the next big man, uh, DJ Lagway, who we said last week has announced his commitment for de- December 7th. I think by now everybody knows who DJ Lagway is. I don't think I need to go into too much depth there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, DJ is visiting USC this weekend. I know a lot of people – See that, and they're like, Oh man, Lincoln Riley quarterback. Um, here's the thing with that I, f- people have pretty much said that this is kind of like the lagways are taking a free trip to LA, get to watch USC and Notre Dame play. Um, he announced his commitment before even making this trip. That ought to tell you something, too. Um, and and the way Lincoln Riley likes to do with quarterbacks is he likes to skip a year he likes to take an elite skip a year then take an elite and he's taken Arnold this year so most likely he he he'll skip one this year but um from what all people have said it's us A&M and Clemson even though he did a interview with 247 I believe it was and said Clemson wasn't in his top five um others have said don't don't necessarily believe that that maybe he just left them out or whatever have you not. Um but the good guys still feel pretty good on this one, guys. Um and like I've said before, I think there's a reason that visit, that, that commitment was moved up to the seventh, uh, with our huge recruiting weekend on the ninth. I mean you've seen Billy kind of try to do this before. Um
2: he's what- three for three. No, nah. well, I'm sorry. No, I'm not three for three. In terms of big recruiting week- weekends, he's two for two. I think we need to keep that in mind. So Friday Night Lights, LSU.
1: The only thing with that is, is well, no, no, no. I, I apologize. Cormani was before the UGA game, not the, the LSU game.
2: No, big weekends.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Not, he's not
2: a commit. He's two for two. And when he gets, you know, when they strategically group uh, um, recruits together, possible commits.
1: Um, guys, before we get out of recruiting, and this isn't necessarily what you would call traditional recruiting, but lining up also with right before DJ's commitment and that big weekend of, of December 9th is a, a very important date for college football and and what is now a a staple of what you might call recruiting, even though it's not traditional. Um Davis. Yeah, basically uh college football free agency opens on on December fifth when um love it when kids can start putting their name officially you know in the transfer portal. You know, kids have already declared they're going to be entering the portal, but they're not officially in it until December fifth. Um so that is gonna be a big, big date. And here's here's why. And um <clears throat> I know Steve Whitcomb put put out a uh was it a tweet, Wes, or was it a, a message board comment? It's a tweet. Was it a tweet? Yeah. Um. You know, saying that a lot of high school kids might have to make their decisions at least known to the staff. I know people don't like silent commitments, and I'm not a big fan of them myself, but they are what they are. Um. Kids are going to start having to let these coaches know, or they might be hitting, getting, losing their spot to the portal. And what I mean by that is um, you find an elite player in the portal that can fill that position. You might tell that kid you don't need their services anymore. Wes?
0: That's where I was going to go. A question to you guys. Um, Just like I called it free agency. If you look at the NFL, they have free agency before the draft. You know, so they kind of fix some things and then they have the draft. Do you guys like it this way where – The portal comes before I look at the portal as free agency, and then you know, early signing day, you get what you get. So it kind of way in a a, kind of a way it kind of fits the model of the NFL having the free agency before the NFL draft. Uh, And I guess early signing day and you know, signing day in February is the same thing as uh, draft day. Do you guys like it this way? Would you guys rather have early signing day? And then the portal. I'm just no, asking. I think,
2: you, I think you actually, you absolutely have to have it like this, or the kid's going to transfer out because one of the major selling points of programs is playing time. So if the kid's already there, or if the guy, if you bring a, if I recruit a running back, for example, or a left, tack, a left tackle, let's just say Samson, right? Or, uh, or Baxter, because hey, you're a start, you'd be a top two in a depth chart, right? I bring up, a, but I bring in a top. Um, recruit at running back or two. That's going to mess up potentially where he's at. He wasn't promised that. So if you get your guys beforehand, then you're like, listen, we this is this spot is for you. As you can see, the opportunity to play is there. So it takes away that, that potential live that coaches do <laughs> to the kids.
1: Yeah. My my one issue that I kind of have, and y'all may differ from me on this, is I don't like how tight the date is to early signing day. Um, you know, it, it, you only have a couple of weeks there, and you know, some of these kids that hit the portal are not going to, you know, they want to make they want to take some visits, so it kind of leaves you in a little bit of a of a crunch there. Um. You'll also see who's tampering and who's not real quick by <laughs> who hits the portal and has a new home in a week. <laughs> if,
2: if, if you are – the high-end players, they pretty much – it's been decided.
1: Oh, I know. And we know it happens. Let Let's Make no mistake about I'm, it. Anybody that's listening to this that's like, but there's a rule. They can't have contact. Listen, these kids – have friends on teams. Um, there's all kinds of ways to backdoor this. Um, you can you coaches make contact. Oh, you know, and so and so, don't you? Send them a text, ask them if they're <laughs> interested at in coming to University of Florida. That's how stuff like this works. You know, I mean, you make these coaches have connections all over the United States. This they may good. be a, a coach that the kid played for in high school that they know. Hey, ask so and so if he if he'd like to come to Florida. I mean, you know, this stuff happens. <laughs> It's, it's no just, different than people dropping bags.:
0: It's just like the NFL where they have what they call legal tampering period where we know back channels that all from ages have already been discussed with GMs beforehand, and they sound that very night, but how do they sound that very night if nothing has been already discussed prehand? So I agree with you guys. I, I, I like it like Hirsch, I agree with you, when you're saying that you know, because I think what Saturday is what on the tw- like after Christmas, is it right after Christmas or something? What is it now? Is it signing day? Is it right after? Early Saturday, I believe it's before, isn't it? Before, what is right? It's like three weeks. So I, I agree with you because kids need to take that visit and, and see different things, but the back channels are at hand. So I agree But that also plays back into, and
1: this is the last thing I'll say on this before we move on, is that gives you time to let these kids know that are considering your program. Hey, look, you either want to commit here. Or we're gonna go after this guy that just hit the portal that could pull up that, that serves an immediate need to our program. Are you serious about coming to the University of Florida? Or are you just trying to use us to get more from another team? Or, you know, don't use this as leverage because we'll show you we mean business and move on. The portal provides you that kind of comfort now that you can say, Look, okay, you don't want to come here. Let me, I'm gonna go get this guy who's looking for playing time and hungry for it. Just my, you know. We'll see what happens. It's gonna oh, be a okay. madhouse. People are expecting more transfers than ever. I think it's gonna be crazy.
0: This is where that army really kicks in too.
1: This is where the army kicks in. You're right. All right, guys. That's gonna wrap it up for recruiting this week. Like I said, we're gonna have a lot more uh in the following weeks as things start to pick up, and these coaches um, you know, they're done focusing on the on week-to-week games. So, but we got one game left, man, and it's a big one. Um, there's no short selling it. It's Florida State, baby. Um our most traditional rival, I believe we have. I mean our old you know it is what it is in state hate baby. Mike, talk to us about Florida State.
0: Yeah so this
2: is a brief overview once again of the uh Florida uh free shoes university. Got Mike Norvell is entering his third season at the helm of the current um uh, the record of uh you know who he is the average 16 16. They uh, a little fun fact the FSU has not beaten UF since 2017. Um, also, uh, Anthony Richardson beat them with one leg uh, last year, uh, and also a on uh, with the interim coaching staff. Now, UF leads the all time series 37 26 and 2. Now, lastly, the game will be played at Gregory Knox Field at Ronson Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> now, some of the uh, stats for the FSU. Now, um, their offense. They're actually, um, just across the board, uh, um, both offense and defense, they have their stats do stack up pretty well. Points per game, 23rd in the country at 35.4. Um, their strength is uh, definitely their uh, rushing attack. So 217 yards for good 14th in the country, passing yards, um, definitely solid, uh, 41st in the country at 257.7, and their third down, this is a key, uh, I think this is going to be one of the uh, keys for the game, I'm not going to touch on it later so I can say it now, um, their third down conversion uh, rate is uh, 51 point, uh, point, uh, 51% essentially. Damn, that's good. good.
0: Yes, yeah, good really, for six, really.
2: six in the country. Really now, cool. defensively, points per game. They're giving up uh, only 18 points per game. Good for 13th in the country, yard, rush yards per game. Key stat, obviously, because that's our strength, 138 yards. Good middle of pack, 50, uh, 52nd in the country. Uh, Pat giving up um, through the air. Once again, huge strength here, 155.4 yards. Good for fourth in the country. So – once again, they do. Uh, they've had a decent, decent schedule as well. So I mean, they are in the ACC. But you know, at, at a conference, they have played uh, um, LSU. LSU to start the season. So very
1: different uh, LSU team, though. Let's, they, let's that, is, that, that, is,
2: that is correct, uh, and that brings us down to some notable games. That's where they beat. Um, well, uh, phenomenal game. Watching that one it was a thriller for sure. Twenty four twenty three in New Orleans at a quote unquote neutral site. Uh, they did lose um three in a row which pretty much everyone outside of an FSU fan saw to wake uh they lost 31 to 21 Clemson 34 to 28 and also NC State um 19 to 17 and that second half was quarterback by a pretty much backup quarterback who couldn't throw the ball
0: through
1: now Two passes in the second half was <laughs> so bad
2: um now they did beat my boy Dean uh, you know, that, that hurt a little bit, but they did. They, they handle it. Handled that us, to yeah, me yeah. is
1: their most impressive win on their Yeah, they record. handled
2: yeah. Syracuse, man on uh, 33. So they're, they're playing hot right now. They're, they're playing very well. They just handled, handled uh Lou, um, oh, right. agents, uh, Billy's yeah. old team as well. Now, some of the injuries, uh, their uh, linebacker Tata Bethune hurt his shoulder, but he is expected to play. So, just a little roundtable discussion. How are you guys? Uh, we can skip. get that. You want to skip, skip that? The, go back. No, a bit you later? skip the impact players. Impact players? Oh, my apologies on that. Good catch. So, we got <laughs> their, their star quarterback. He's been there for 95 years. It's got to be Jordan Travis. He's actually a really tagger uh, uh, transfer from Louisville, believe it or not. Uh, on the season, he's 186 for 285, 20, uh, 2, uh, 2500, 2,500 yards. Uh, 21 touchdowns and four interceptions, so he's definitely efficient. Protects the ball. Star running backs: Trey Benson, 121 carries, 854 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, big time transfer. For I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was just gonna be a, a gimmick. Yeah, a, 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 a gimmick. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> 33 receptions and five touchdowns, but he's a big play threat for them. Johnny so, Wilson, six John, foot
1: seven.
2: Yeah, big old boy, definitely a, a vertical threat. So, giving our play versus LSU with that, definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, star player, uh, potential first-round pick, Jared versus defensive end, 36 tackles and seven-and-a-half sacks on the year. He's been banged up, so he he, he could have easily been uh, double digits this year. Uh, defensive back, Greedy Vance, three picks, uh, two passes defended, and linebacker, once again, uh, Taylor Bethune, 65 tackles and two-and-a-half two sacks on the season. But uh, guys, you would you have any particular players you want to uh, expand on? Um,
1: Jordan Travis. Um of course, like you said, Jordan Travis has been there since um the Reagan administration. Okay. Um the kids improved dramatically this year. I can't I can't say no. that. I mean now. I will That's also sure. say previous years he's been banged up because he likes to run the ball. Um but I didn't put his I didn't we didn't put his running stats out here because he is really tried to be much more of a pocket passer this year and you've seen the growth um 21 tds versus four interceptions is fantastic you know i'll take that i would have taken that this year all day i mean i'm just i'm just gonna say call it like it is that's tremendous work by your quarterback right there he's one of the highest rated quarterbacks over the last three four weeks of the season i believe i saw he's got like a 200 rating over the last four three four weeks. I mean it's incredible play by the young man. Um and like we said, Johnny Wilson, six foot seven receiver. You better have a dog on him. Somebody that can get up for the ball. Um because they're gonna throw to that kid if you if they see the mismatch. Wes, anybody you want to touch
0: on? Yeah I'm gonna go with the running back. Um just for the fact of which one? Vincent. They do have two great backups as well. Yeah, yeah I'm go.
2: gotta, it's, a, it's a quality stable. It's a quality
0: yeah. stable. I'm going to go with Trey just because um, he is the lead back, and I'm going to go with him because of the missed tackles that we saw last week when we had hands-on guys, and they broke tackles and made what could have been a two-yard loss into runs. We have to be, we have to tackle. I don't know if you guys, not you guys, I'm talking to the fans, if you saw when they played Miami, and I know this is Miami and is not good, but he just bullied bullied miami the whole time so you got that's a guy you're gonna have to really 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 tackle so uh, i hope we're
2: taking that night
0: yeah we're gonna have to have 11 hat he runs hard so you're gonna have to have 11 hats to the ball i want to see team tackling uh not just one guy there uh or two guys i want to see 11 hats to the ball
1: um they also have another uh linebacker and i can't remember his first name right off the top of my head um his last name is Deloche, I believe it is. Kalen. Um, I think it's Kalen Deloche. Kalen Deloche, yes. Thank you. Um, He's a very fast sideline to sideline linebacker, and he will probably draw the responsibility of um Bye. spying on AR. So keep an eye on him. There were rumors yesterday throughout the Twitterverse and whatnot that maybe he got injured in practice, Um, but then they had a video of him practicing this morning Nothing too dramatic. He was just going through some drills. So he could still be hurt, but he didn't seem to show any signs of injury. So that's a guy to keep an eye on as well.
2: So um obviously we know Johnny uh Johnny wasn't talented. However, I, I think he's more of a one trick pony, just to be honest with you. Um I'm, I'm worried just because of our defense of the deep ball. But ten in ten games, he only has three catches of three catch um of three catches or more. Uh, yes, one was on Clemson, but um, he's just—I think mean, he. I, I've seen some of his routes, and there's, 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 he's a—he's a deep man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you can wash him out very easily. Uh, de- you know, and we definitely have some—you know—like uh, we have some bigger corners as well. So I definitely think we could scheme him out. They do have Mike Pittman, who is a solid. um like for them an old old uh, Gator target. If you guys remember, uh, followed his, uh, his recruitment. Um, went to they, Oregon. Yeah, he went to Oregon originally. Uh, tra- uh transferred over this past year but they're running back stable with a Trey Benson treshaw Ward, who and i, I think is a little banged up um personally and Feely, definitely nice little stable uh even though Feely probably can't even squat 225 they're very skinny back but he is a little he's a scat back but i mean he, he's small he wasn't a take for a reason he went from like Key Largo or something but also uh, fabian Lovett, Lovett's back he's a, he's a he's a stud uh he, he there Without versing him, they're night and day. So that did contribute to their um, their little uh, losing streak. streak. Yeah, absolutely. And the last one I did want to highlight is um, they. He, I think he had a pick um, against us last year. Actually, the DB it's going to be Jamie Robinson. Uh, he roams a little bit. So you'll see him in the you know, safety linebacker, all pretty much all over. But he's he's a quality player. But um, overall,
1: are they talented? Yes, but. They're not, they're the same team we beat last year. I mean, are, <laughs> they're, they're more efficient.
2: They, they lost to Gregory Knox.
1: Okay, they, they're, they're, they're more efficient this year. I think they, they run are. the ball better than they did last year. Um,
2: yeah. Oh, and lastly, to once touch again, on- I mean,
1: you, you look at this team that lost, like you said, to an NC State team 19 to 17, and they were up like 17 to 3 in that game, and then just died in the second half against the backup quarterback. Um, and,
2: and Hirsch, to piggyback off the NC game, that's where I truly I that's that's where I don't have a lot of faith in Jordan Travis in tough ball games. In my opinion, he lost he his, lost
1: them that ball game. His he pick did. to end that game was one of the most horrible throws I've seen this season. And you, you take out that pick. He's just I I do not know. I'm like, dude,
2: like win the game. Like what are you doing? And it just I
1: I was falling. To that the, was his the, Kentucky. Let's we'll say that for sure. That was I his mean, Kentucky game. <laughs> at least they are has the excuse he, he's not accurate. So I mean, what's his excuse? It he also doesn't pitcher? have uh, what a career sixty eight games played in or whatever. Jordan
2: yeah. Travis I mean, <laughs> so I mean, I if, if it's a close game, oh, I definitely like this because I don't I don't like Jordan Travis. I mean, if you want to take comebacks, I mean, listen. I don't count those that Miami those Miami games. So um, hey, I just uh,
1: it goes back to what what like what, you know we were talking about rivalry games before we jumped on the air. Anything can happen in a rivalry game. Absolutely. They're going to come to play. Um, and, and let's very much be honest. We're getting into UF now too as we as we progress this conversation. This is going to be the last game for some of these kids. Um, because some kids aren't going to be interested in playing in the bowl game that a six and six team gets. I mean, they're not. There's some kids are not going to be interested in playing in a bowl game. I mean, this could very well be Ar's last football game as a Florida Gator. I think pretty much everyone kind of is on that page. That this very are well we wanna, could be. Are, it.
2: We, are we doing a full transition to it, or do you want to wait?
1: Well, we're doing a transition to it, but oh, no, but we, but we'll, we'll hold off as we talk about some of this. But I'm just saying that no. let's just let's just keep in mind that this is a rivalry game and this is going to be some it for sure going to be some of these kids last time playing against Florida State and these kids have not lost to Florida State
2: and remember our team literally quit and, and said, still
1: beat them last no, year no 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 they
2: quit and probably for gregory they came back and they actually played cuz the week before they didn't give a shit but that week they they tried you could tell by Damian Pierce running for a t- what should have been uh, touchdown
1: with his helmet off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. They gave well, a talk- damn.
2: You could tell they gave a damn that game.
1: Well, since we're heading in that direction, guys, let's go ahead and move on into some UF talk and um, start with the news that we 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 talked about on our raw reaction. If y'all haven't listened to our raw reaction, please go check it out. Even if you don't want to hear a single other thing about the Vanderbilt game, I understand. Um, but Ventrell Miller was uh. Ejected in the second half of that game with a tar a questionable targeting penalty. And I'm not just trying to be a homer here. Um, and is as of now slated to miss the first half of this game, which is just breaks my heart for Ventrell. Um, Billy made mention yesterday that they're going through an appeal process on that. Um, I know it has to be filed by the SEC. Um, it's a weird way of how that has to be dealt with. Um, I wouldn't expect anything really to come of it. I doubt it gets overturned. Most people seem to really not have a lot of confidence in it. Um, You know, they don't like to admit that they were wrong, and that's just what it is. Um, So the first half, guys, we're going to be holding on by the seat of our pants as the leader of our defense is not out there on the field. Um, Somebody's got to step up. That's going to be a big deal. And not only are we going to be missing Ventrell for the first half, but mo- more than likely, Rashad Torrance is going to miss this game with the in- with the in- injury he suffered last week, um, which some people might not consider a loss. Um, you're going to get uh, Kamari Wilson probably starting in his place, which we playing been... for
2: a reason. So, sorry to talk <laughs> over you, Hirsch. No, they're playing. No, you're for...
1: good. No, I- I'm getting
2: tired of this. Oh, oh, yeah, the Young, but they're playing for a freaking reason. Okay. Like, and you're seeing that with Dean. Oh, he's playing better. No, fuck, no freaking shit. All right. They're playing for a reason, and you're seeing it. They're getting better. It's a, it's a different scheme, new scheme. But now, oh, look, look at him. They're playing a little better. No shit. <laughs> it should be. You're not at practice. You don't, you're not if they're showing up to class. Devon Black's not coming in to save the day, folks, because he's off the team. Oh, you guys, oh, you get the onside kick. Oh, let's start him. Let's not. You good? I'm good. I just... <laughs> I keep i keep seeing the same crap. Oh, yay.
1: He's going to play. Like, let it happen naturally, and it will. Rashad Torrance was the leader in snaps on this team. I mean... Some people consider Rashad Torrance not being on the field not a loss. Um, but... <clears throat> With Ventrell not out there, I hate to lose experienced players on my defense. But you know, um, Kamari's looked looked good out there. He's shown the effort when he's on the field. Wes is giving y'all a tour of your of his. Of his I'm management. about to
0: have a seizure. <laughs> my bad.
1: <clears throat> For those of you that watch us on YouTube, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I'm interested to see what Kamari brings to the table. I just I just hate. Losing experienced players when you've already got your defensive leader not on the field for the first half, um, and they have threats. <clears throat> they do, and and now we're going to move on and talk about some injuries to the offense. And let me tell you, now there's plenty. Uh, there's a very good chance that uh, Mike and West might be uh, suited up to play receiver on Friday if they can make it to the game because I'm, um, I'm
2: out of eligibility.
1: Wes, uh, I'm sorry. No. I can give
0: you a good – I can give you a good 10 plays. That's it.
1: That's all they, they – they'll take them because right now there is a good chance that Ricky Persall, Xavier Henderson, Jaquavion Frazers, Marcus Burke, and even shorter might all be out of this game.
2: Um, Bowman me. Yeah, we never ch- specified which one. Chicky,
1: chicky, boom, boom, Bowman. Bowman me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever that announcer was trying to say his name <laughs> last week. Good God. Um. <laughs> hey, it's gone. Hey. Now, guys, granted, we're recording this a day earlier than we usually do because uh, Thanksgiving and the game being on Friday. Um, so we won't know the true injury report until tomorrow. Um, but there's a very good chance that all of these guys don't play this week. <laughs> so... It could be um Caleb Douglas, John Reynolds might be uh the, the man up again. Um and this is a secondary, as Mike told us, doesn't give up a lot of yards passing. So uh this guy may be a tough this this is not lining up to be the best of situations <laughs> going into this week. Um any thoughts guys on on. All these youngsters, inexperienced players, might have to go this week. Um, to be honest, but
2: um, I'm only really worried about one, and um, it's it's going to be uh, Scooby. Are we, are we, can I call him inexperienced? I mean, he's he doesn't have a ton. So I mean, I'm not I'm not truly really worried about the wide receivers because we we are run days. so we can do we can scheme it um, scheme it out we have enough um, enough youth outside and I think I guess I I think we can truly control the clock you know base personnel so on and so forth and we do have AR and think AR is going to give a damn uh, because you know selfishly he'll think of you know the, not the team but you know the NFL and I think he'll overcome that but. I'm sure they're worried about the, the
0: middle defense.
1: Bess, any thoughts?
0: Yeah. Um I think uh receivers will be an issue. Um hopefully Reynolds can duplicate what he did last week. Uh and Caleb Douglas. Uh we saw what for some reason AR has a good rapport with him. I don't know why, maybe because he runs good routes. I know some people uh were talking about his lack of separation early on, but the kid has, I, I don't maybe he had one drop since I've seen AR throw him a pass. So we we have guys, I mean, Reynolds had a hundred and what 50 plus yards last week, if I'm not mistaken. And, more, I it was. It was and uh, Douglas the last three weeks has had three catches or more the last three weeks. So uh, we have two guys out there and I guess Bowman is taking Ricky's spot. So it's an issue, but I've I've seen those two guys produce Reynolds and uh, Bowman, so I'm not too protect particularly worried about the receivers. Plus, I hope the the, the game plan is uh, where it should be, which we will discuss in a minute when we talk about keys. Which I will, as far as our keys like to victory.
1: Yeah, um, and with that, we're going to segue, guys. We're going to jump right into our pick six for the week, where we um picked three things that the gators need to do to beat fsu and three things we need to avoid losing to fsu and with that being said guys we want to remind you that we have partnered with prize picks um and with prize picks they will um if you use our code respect 100 they will match your initial deposit up to 100 dollars. that means if you deposit 50 dollars, they match your deposit at 50 if you deposit 75 they match you at 75 and up to 100 dollars. and at prize picks you are not competing against other players. You're competing just against the lines that are given. And what that means is you pick whether, say, on a sample line, Montrell Johnson is picked to get 75 yards. You pick whether he will get 75 or more yards or less. And you add that up and you can parlay that into five and six picks and just, you know. Win big. Win big, baby. big, Win big. <laughs> So, once again, go check out Prize Picks, guys. Use our code RESPECT100 and get your initial deposit matched up to $100. All right, guys. We do it every week, man. Pick six. What we need to do to beat Florida State. Mike, hit us up.
2: All right. So, I think the biggest thing is we need to run the ball 50 times at least. That's the... Where have I heard that before? Uh, I, uh, well, I. I would cite my sources, but I'm not going to do MLA format here. Uh, so, um, but I already know that's going to be sp- spoken about. And so I'm actually just going to keep it simple. AR give, needs to give a damn. He's going to, down, once again, be the best player on the field. Um, if he plays like he wants to get drafted in the first round, we're going to win the game. I don't care who, who suits up a quarterback at a receiver. I don't care who suits up a running back. I don't care who suits – I don't care if Torrance but I don't care and if AR decides he wants to play football, we'll win the game. If he chooses, I you know, I'm in my fields, I don't want to get hurt, we're gonna lose. Because they are they are a more than competent football team this year. They are a solid football team. So they don't, you know, they don't make a lot of mistakes, they run the ball well, so on and so forth. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, go as far as AR takes us. Wes.
0: Yeah, Mike kind of stole my thumb. I think he was cheating off my paper. I had uh go back to what work. No, oh, that's
2: why I added AR to let you elaborate yeah.
0: off that. Nice try, though. Yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna combine what you said and and uh go back to uh what I saw from one of the reporters. I can't credit the source because I just I saw it and it just clicked to me. They said AR said there was a couple times that he should have kept the ball on those keepers because me and Mike has discussed this and I got into it Saturday with some guys on our Gator Day's Discord about we don't know the play call, so we don't know if that's a direct run or if he can pull it. He came out and gave me the answer I was looking for, Credit to those guys that were saying it, but we don't know if he should pull it or not. He's got to pull a ball. Uh, I, Especially when you know the offensive line is having a tough day, and to get some of those linebackers from keying in on the run game and uh, helping the offensive line out, if you're Gonna make the comment that you made a week before and say, Some I'm too to." somebody somebody's gotta feel this. Well, dude, the keepers were there. There was one guy there that all you had to do was beat. And you can run. I've we've all seen you run through tackles. So you're not the most you're not Michael Vick or uh Lamar Jackson where you leave a guy standing there and juke him, but I've seen you power through guys and keep going. So Cam Newton. Yeah, okay, do your best in Cam Newton impersonation. So uh, he has to do more with keeping, and, and our line has to do a better job of uh, letting, allowing us to get more than uh, from from a back's get. They run hard, but you got to get them a chance to get three yards up the field. You almost both made
1: fantastic mm-hmm. points. Um, <clears throat> my my key to beating Florida State is simple: you got to play all out, man. You got to treat this. You know, people on Twitter and whatnot joke. Oh, we're their Super Bowl. Hey, man, you need to treat this like it's a championship game. Um, to me right now, this is the biggest game of the season. Um, not whatever bowl game we play in, because I'm sure we're going to play in some moderately non-impressive bowl game against an opponent that's very similarly not impressive. I mean, it just is what it is when you're going to have a 7-5, and 6-6 six and six record. Um, this is Florida State, man. As I said a minute ago, most of the guys on this team, I don't accept none of them, I guess, know what it's like to lose to Florida State. Keep it going, man. Say, I'm going to go out on my career and say, I never lost to Florida State. Play like it is. Like you're playing to have a perfect record, man. Play just, you've got to give it all. Leave it all on the field. That's my thing.
2: Play hard enough where you want to retire Odell.
1: Yeah, man. Odell's been there as long as Jordan Play. Travis has been there. Whoop
2: him so bad, Odell reti- quits on the field.
1: <laughs>
2: on the field. Matt, we, we didn't run up a score last year. I was a little mad, but.
1: We did what we could with Gregory Knox. I mean, let's.
0: Oh, and, no, there will be no
1: Gregory slander.
0: And a first of half of Emory Jones. Get that.
1: All right. The bottom of the pick six, three things we need to avoid versus Florida State. Wes?
0: Um, I know you guys said he's been looking to pass more, being a, uh, trying to be a pocket pass passer, but the kid is a great runner. Uh, he is very, very athletic, and that has been something that uh, we have struggled with as far as running. Uh, he's the type of quarterback that can get – on third and five, can get a first down for you. and th- That's what I'm alluding to when I say athletic enough to to do that, to hurt us in, uh, which has been a problem for us all year, with the exception maybe a couple of games as far as third down defense. And that's why we need to – I want us to make him a pocket passer. I want him to, to beat us from the pocket. Um, if, if we can push him to do that and not let, allow him to uh, get in third and fives and, and get first downs with his feet, and, and try to beat us with passing the ball. I feel like we have a great chance of winning this game.
1: Mike?
2: We I mean, make it blatantly obvious Miller's not playing in the first half. Period. Because if we get gashed like it's USF, it's game they're it's it's coming from behind hey we're not gonna be able to run the ball We can't change the whole game plan so if we notice like oh shit a.r.r. miller is ventral is not here that's gonna be a problem so scooby really needs to step up
1: it's game 12 baby i mean i know that he's the veteran of the defense but it's game 12 everybody should know their assignments by now there's no excuse the
2: the, the domino effects of that of a bad first half performance.
1: You better show that you're ready to play next year. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um. Mine. Uh. Wes kind of stole my thunder here. I think he was looking at my homework. Um. <laughs> was uh. Don't allow you can't. You've got to avoid letting Travis dominate the game, man. He can beat you with his feet. He can beat you with his arm. Um. He came back in last year in the game and almost rallied the the troops from behind. Um. We struggle with the kid, the kid, and we've said it over and over again. I mean, it's been a, a, a talking point all season on this pod that running quarterbacks give us fits, man. Now last week we did a real good job of keeping it uh, right in the pocket, not hurting us with his feet. Um, But with that, you've got to, you've got to clamp down on your pass defense too, man. I mean, he's. It's, I think it's, it's po- safe
2: to say at least Hirsch And. This Tony, Tony, at least, has really
1: handled it well. That's I a, think he's—he's. He's, you've seen the improvements. Let Let's just let's keep that Jay, straight. Despite Jayden the Daniels, score last week, despite the score last week, the defense gave up under three hundred yards.
2: No, I mean Jaden Daniels and the Vanderbilt quarterback scrambling quarterbacks. I mean, we, yeah, Tony. Um, and Tony it, has changed the culture in terms of you the have seen. Quarterbacks. Sorry to cut y'all.
1: No, you're good. You're good there. Um and, and to that extent, extent, I wanna I wanna kind of elaborate on that. You just saw, and I understand Tennessee's defense is not good. I'm not saying that, but you just saw the same quarterback that our defense shut down for four quarters. I, I understand this pod says it often. Spencer Rattler is not good at football. Tennessee made him look like the number one pick last week.
2: <laughs> they made him look like the number one recruit in the country.
1: Um, he was once upon a time. Yes, and once he has time. that, and he has the ability to do that. He showed it. But our defense clamped that man for four quarters. I mean.
2: still counting. He's still counting touchdowns.
1: Yeah. I mean, so. That defense we saw against South Carolina, I need to see against you against FSU. I mean that that's just plain and simple. Um, Confuse Travis. Do what you got to do. Like I said, it goes back to my point. Play all out, man. Uh, If you got any defensive schemes in your back pocket, throw them out, man. Show them stuff that's you know put stuff out there that ain't on tape if you can. But you know, we'll see what happens. Guys, impact players of the week. Who we got here? Uh, Mike,
2: Caleb Douglas. I think was, he's gonna step up. I think he's gonna have doing my guy. He catches, buck ten. What a tutty!
1: Buck ten with a tutty. I'll, I will take that all day. My God. Could have you know. Could have two receivers over, had two receivers
0: over 100 last week. Wes, impact player. I'm going to go with Princely. Uh, he, he came out after the game and said, My fault. I love the leadership. I love him putting the onus on him. Uh, he had a couple, I talked about it earlier, uh, a couple of plays where he's in the backfield, but he didn't complete the tackle, where he's trying to sling a guy down instead of wrapping up and just making a, a complete tackle, something that you taught. Uh, so I'm looking for him to bounce back. He took it personal. Uh, you love to see that. Uh, after a loss, uh, guys come out and say, This is on me, taking accountability. No, uh, Zach Wilson things. Uh, shout out to Mike okay. and him hating Zach Wilson, but uh,
2: I don't hate <laughs> the man, just got a football
1: that's, <laughs> not, that's another, a that's another sport.
0: He's just in but, your division, he's in your division. Right. So, look, yeah. look, this I'll
1: isn't I'll a, we're top not going to talk about coverage yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, I would just
0: give him Mike a little off topic, but anyway, yeah princely i need uh princely to perform like uh that he's capable of doing uh he the last couple of weeks he's been phenomenal and he came out and took onus on the loss last week and i love that shows leadership agreed
1: uh my my player my impact player of the game i'm i've we talked about him on the raw reaction we've talked about him a few times this year is uh big Daz man big Daz watson um I think Florida State's going to try to run the ball a lot, especially with what we put on tape versus Vanderbilt last week. Um, I, I want to see Big Dez hold the middle down, man, disrupt things. Hopefully we've learned some lessons after last week about containing and, and keeping contained to the outside, and Big Dez shuts down the middle. Um, I want to see him grab somebody, slam them to the ground again, uh, rip a ball out of there, Big Dez. Do something, man. I'd, I'd like to see Big Dez have another highlight in this game. Um I'm a big fan of the kid, man. I've come a long way on on Big Des this year, um, just like I have with Bernie. I'd love to see Big Des end this year uh, with a big flourish, and then uh, lead into next year to be, at, you know, just the central linchpin in this defense. All right, guys, score predictions coming in hot. Now I know ain't nobody on this podcast picking us to lose the FSU. Uh, UGA was one thing, but. I, I can't see it versus FSU. Mike, what's your What's your prediction?
2: I have, a, I have AR playing for the NFL and playing his ass off. I have
1: 38 to 20. Ooh, goodness. Goodness. He's become the new hype man. Wes?
0: Yeah, I'm going 30, 24 for some reason. When I sent myself my thing, it wasn't on there. But 30-24, I kind of changed. I'm saying Princely uh ends the game with a sack. Huh? FSU is trying to drive, take the lead, win the game. Travis trying to go down, and Princeley ends the game with a sack fumble.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go 34-31 with a rally. Um, here's the deal. We've come up short in our rallies all year. In, the, in our losses. um, We fought back valiantly. We, every game we've said it repeatedly. This team has heart. They have fight. Um, we've come up short. I got a feeling that we get behind in this game. I, I truly do. And I think this time we rally back and take the W late, man. I think we finally, we finally get a rally to that. We finish and it goes our way. Thirty four, 31. All right. As y'all know, This is a part of the people. Um, (laughs) And as a part of the people, we like to ask our, uh, our people some questions, you know, if they'd like to ask us some questions and we'll answer them on air. And we got a few this week off of our uh, Facebook group. And if you haven't checked out our Facebook group, make sure you go do that. Um, West does a great job of, of holding that down and keeping things posted in there. So, uh, Thank you, guys, for all your interactions on the Facebook group. And, uh, Wes, hit us with some questions, man. What do the people want this week?
0: Yeah, the first question is from Theo White. Uh, he wants to know what um, – how much do you like the chances of lending Ricks and Lagway?
1: Ooh, you want to take that first, Mike? Like the combo? Why don't, why don't you give a
0: percentage on each? Why don't we do yeah, that? A percentage on each one. Now, he's, he wasn't asking, like – Nine, okay. Supposedly. Thank
2: you. That makes it a lot easier. Uh, I think the lag was 100, just because he moved up. You know, I think December 7th will be a date that lives in infamy. Um, <laughs> it's pretty close to the other one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Rick's. I put it at 40 percent.
1: Um, I'm I'm pretty close to where you are. I'm gonna say ninety-five percent on lagway because you always gotta give it a little room for oh hell because I mean we would have given it a probably a hundred percent on Cormani the week he committed. Um let me say this right now for anyone listening to this, the lagways are different folks. Um that situation is not gonna be handled the same way. So Ninety-five percent on Lagway. Sure. In my heart, I'm saying a hundred, but in my mind, I'm going to say ninety-five. That's probably uh, smarter than me, Ricks. I'm going to go with Mike there right now. I'd probably say it's sixty forty LSU. I don't really think Bama's in it as much as people say. I think this is strictly a LSU Florida battle. I think they're Lag-Wade. going after
2: the brown the brown kit from Heritage.
1: I think so, but but Ricks loves some Corey Raymond. Don't get that wrong, he loves Corey Raymond, so hey man, gotta go get him. I mean, that's all there is to it got to find out where you feel with some of these other targets you're after, and if they're not as serious or you don't think you have as good a chance as others, throw it at at throw it at Rick's man, that kid's year one ready
2: and also if you, Rick's are gonna be better than Carmani. this comes yeah. down to if of uh, that caliber. How serious are you at football?
1: There's not a cornerback of that of of his his right now. He's ability the best. next year. Right next now year he's the be- there's-
2: sorry, he's the best corner yeah. in the class right now in terms of playing right next year. He's the best corner yes. in the class. Yes. So, right, how serious are you about football as a program? Yep. If if you're uh, you know one of the funds or budget, this I under I understand that, but that means you're not as serious.
0: So, all
1: right, Wes, hit us with the next one.
0: Yeah, just I'll just give a quick on my percentages. I go 90. Oh, my fault. Yeah, no, no problem. 90 lag way just because of what you alluded to with Kamadi. Nothing's 100% sure in recruiting. And I'll go 50% with uh, Ricks just because of uh, Corey Raymond. I got to give him that that, that do and what I know from Ricks and uh, Corey Raymond's relationship. So I'm going to give us 50% there. Uh, second question this is from Jay Stubbins. He says, "What's up with Scooby? Wave? Scooby, wave not touching the field lately." I know Mike was saying that he was hoping he plays for Westbrook, uh, West for Ventrell Miller, but it was actually Derek Wingo that came in the game. I, I saved that. that for I yeah. saved that for this because when you were saying it, Wingo actually came in and place uh for Ventrell. So. Uh, any news, anything y'all think that maybe, maybe Derek De- Wingo has uh, surpassed Scooby?
2: I mean, if he has, I don't think it's a good sign. I don't think Wingo's good It's what the Wingo's coaches see in the practice players. field. Yeah, and he, it, that could be week by week. It could be 1A, one 1B one on that. I don't think Wingo's good. Um, unfortunately, he's athletic. Um, uh, yeah. I know
1: that people that have seen and been around practice have said to me, <laughs> I'm, Wingo's I'm find- better. Wingo's better than Scooby. And that's not a good sign for Scooby. Correct. But that, well, I, I not mean, we're not game. obviously we're not coaches. We don't see practice. We don't know what happens on the practice field. But if Wingo's the first man in, that's who the coaches trust the most at the moment to play.
0: And that was like it wasn't like mop up duty. This was a game this that was as the,
1: soon as he went out. You're right. Yeah, you're
2: absolutely correct.
0: All right. So next question from Bobby Miller. Uh, and I'll let you guys handle that. Well, only one of us need to answer this question. Uh, he says, is there any update on uh, Zipper?
1: He's Zipper? probably out for the season.
0: Okay. That's yeah. what I just I want think, to
1: add. Uh,
2: Sorry.
1: I, I, I think they've been optimistic he could get back, but I would I would bet when the – I think when there's optimistic he gets back, that's before the bowl game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, another good question. This is, this is one of our good uh, followers who – Always comments and does things on the uh, on the board, so I got to give him a shout out, Justin Wood. He wants to know what are your what are you guys thoughts on Napier's first year?
2: I think it's a resounding success. Um, I mean, we're the depth we didn't have any. We had a quarterback who doesn't give a shit, can't throw the ball. We're bowl eligible, that's why we put it collectively six to ten wins. We didn't underachieve. Worst case, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit the benchmark. I mean, we're not gonna to get to eight, I mean I don't count the bowl game, but even if we do, that's eight wins. So seven, eight wins, I would happily accept that. We progressed. The biggest thing is we progressed throughout the year. You saw the kids he brought in, the three stars of Caleb Douglas progress in throughout the year. I have him as an impact player in a rivalry game. So, I mean, that's what I'm looking for. So his evals are, are still good in the SEC. Oh, G5, Bill, yada, yada. They're still doing well. Transfers from Louisiana, are, we're going to have a first – um for, uh, probably a uh, – First lineman
1: taken in the draft.
2: Yeah, and he's probably going to get a brick as well. You got Johnson. So, I mean, what's there not to like? He's recruiting – the board can, still can line up recruiting-wise for a top-five class. Keyword could. It will be a top-ten. So, I mean, I don't see why not. Just, how can you not say it's not successful? Where did he miss?
1: I'm going to – Besides um, play calling. Yeah. Which is, well, that,
2: arguable, which is arguable because he doesn't have his, his – I'm
1: going to rank this in two categories. I'm going to rank his recruiting and the coaching. I'll give him a B plus right now in recruiting. I love the class he's putting together. I think you have to have a five-star in your class, at least one, to get to an A at fair. this point. You, um. Fair. Because, and and I, and I say that because of the Cormani debacle, whether it was on the staff or not, that was one you thought you had in, I mean, absolutely in the bag. Um, you land DJ, I know DJ Lagway is 2024, but you land that one, it's like Mike said, that's going to be a moment in Gator history. I mean, I think that's going to be a big, big moment if we land DJ Lagway that's going to propel this 2024 class into a whole nother level. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But as of right now, B-plus. Um, coaching, B-minus. Um, I, I've seen some things, and Mike mentioned the play calling and some adjustments that we've missed on that I think is just year one growing pains in the SEC. I don't – until you've coached, head coached in the SEC, I don't – you know, I know he coached as a positional coach in the SEC. But until you have to take it all on your shoulders, I don't think you truly understand – how it how hard it is and so but i think he's learned he's gonna everything we've seen from billy napier is he has a a step back he learns from it he adapts he moves forward so i think you'll absolutely see billy grow from every mistake that he's had happen this year so um b minus with a room with room to finish higher than that if you beat fsu and then win your bowl game so that's where i'm at
0: yeah, I'm at a B. Uh, to some of the things you guys said, a B-minus, however you want to take it, uh, taking everything in totality. I think there's a recruiting class where we finish up, uh, along with the portal. Uh, I don't want to minimize how important that may be to his class next year. I've always said that, that Billy's an a, a innovative uh, thinker, uh, a guy who takes everything in and, and adapts. So I want to see... Next year, he'll be he'd he'll be great, a lot harsher, of course, being year two, uh, and the, the thing that I put on him as far as his ability to adapt, so I want to see what he does year two. This is last question, guys. Uh, well,
1: well, Wes, I got one more point on what you just said, mm-hmm. um, and going back to what I said about Billy learning from his mistakes, mm-hmm. I think Billy realizes he, miss, he mishandled the portal last year, and I think you'll see an adjustment in that strategy this off as well as far as how he attacks the portal, um, I think I think they they weren't as aggressive probably as they needed to be, and they've learned that that's kind of bit them with the depth as far as like missing on Jackson, the defensive tackle to Miami, um, and a few other players. I mean, of course, we got Ricky in the portal, but I think that he learned that we probably should have been a little more aggressive in the portal last season, and that's going to be something that he that he learns and grows from as well.
0: All right, so last question, guys, before we move on. Uh, this is from Power Surge. I don't know if this is his real name, uh, but he says, uh, are we that slow or mispositioned on the outside where we couldn't stop the running backs? Like the counter last year, teams would take advantage of it. I guess he's pointing out the LSU game where they kill us with the same counter, the counter. last year. It's not the speed. It's not the speed.
1: No, no, no. no. Michael, Mike, you touch on this because you're better to talk about it. Yeah, you.
2: so that's going to be um... – all right, so once how it's taught, like you can uh, – for example, you can uh, – spit depending on the and she'd spill, cut the the pulling guard. Um, you know, a wrong arm, that's another one if you're defensive end, one um, when the, when the either tight end or m- most of the time tackle. If you're at the five-tack tech. The tackle goes down. Your head automatically goes inside. You're going to hit the pulling guard or tackle or tight end. Sometimes they bring both on that counter. But at the same time, that be um, in terms of just that's just once again you said on the counter. Now, in terms of like Vanderbilt, they're losing contain. That's all about body positioning. So obviously, you need to crunch and um, you know close the gap. You never want to have a big gap because it allows it to um, the um, you know cut up field. but at the same time, you have to allow yourself. You have to, if the running backs come in full head of steam, you're not going to be able to cover 15 yards and make that run. So you have to, you know, uh, know your angles. You have to know your athletic ability. So that's what you have to keep in mind, and you always have to keep that keep that outside arm free. Uh, so one time, the they're essentially at a 45 degree angle. Engage. You can't do that. You have to essentially become parallel to the line of scrimmage. If you're not parallel to the line of scrimmage, you're not going to be able to see, not only release, and even if it's getting up, getting him for three or four yard gain, he's you're just not going to be able to get him physically, um, let alone be able to see him. Or if you see him, you're to turn around, and you're at this point, you're just chasing, and you have no chance at unless someone has to cut back. So it's all about body positioning, and um, it, uh, yeah, body positioning is, is the main one with
1: that. Yeah, yeah just being and in awareness awareness as well. And knowing your assignment on each and every play and not and not getting yourself out of where you're supposed to be. And we've had problems with that all year. We've we've talked about that forever and I think that's just, you know, growth within the system, young guys um it and you always see that it's mainly the more inexperienced guys and that just goes back to like we said it from the beginning why of the year why they're not playing Exactly. Between that and depth, I mean, we're just you're 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 you were bound to have these kind of growing pains. It just sucks that we've you know, when when that we've seen them against opponents like Vanderbilt, who we should just out talent. But that's. but then again, do you are you was that a lazy coaching move to say, well, we're we're better than Vanderbilt. We're just going to go out there and, and run through the motions and be. Well, a vegetable. lot of times
2: we'll keep it. Ba- you just keep it basic, but I mean, if you're not getting up the field on third down, not to, you know, do penalties. I mean, because we don't need to harp on the game. You're already
1: did, but yeah, you're being yourself. All right, guys. Oh, never mind, Wes. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say thank you, guys, for your questions. Absolutely. Uh, we do have something to work for you guys uh, that participate in this. So uh, we're going to keep continue doing this every week. So. Appreciate. Pot of
1: the people, baby. Pot of
0: the people.
1: Of the people. Um will hashtag that from now on and let y'all know that that's what it's all about. That <laughs> pot of the people. All right, guys. Um, that'll pretty much do it as far as uh Florida State week, guys. Um hey, the final run, guys. I mean we could we could go out great here or we can, you know, have a little stumble to six and six. I hope we pull it out.
2: Got to make sure they they keep climbing.
1: Got to man, show pro, like we said all season, show progress, show growth. Don't don't go out on a on a limp. All right, guys. Well, it's that time of the week again, and this will be about the last week here. Obviously, um, we'll have a few more in here when we get a championship weekend, and we'll probably do some kind of a. Uh, Bowl pick'em as well. We'll probably throw something together just to kind of finalize this year in the pick'em's. Um, but last week, man, our man West finally had a breakthrough week in week eleven.
0: <laughs> Came back with a flurry. I wasn't on the pod that that other week, so I wasn't really prepared. But you know, I had to make a uh-huh. run, walk Mike down.
1: Wasn't West eight and two last week? Yes, sir, Woo. every every squirrel
2: finds a nut.
1: Every squirrel. Uh Hirsch went six and four and Mike with Mike just crashed to earth going four and six. Some questionable decision making. UCLA That
2: was a lot of some pick'ems.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Me. So on the season, Hirsch seventy eight and thirty-eight, resounding back to his resounding five game lead. And Wes and Mike tied up at seventy-three and forty-three on the season. And it's rivalry weekend, guys, so we've got some rivalry games in here and then just some in here for pure, you know, humor. We'll get to that. First and foremost, coming at us quick, Thanksgiving night, I believe it is, the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State at Ole Miss. Ole Miss laid a big old egg themselves last weekend. So, um, Wes, start us off. Lane or, Lane or the Pirate?
0: Man, um, geez, jeez, I'm gonna go with Ole miss bouncing back. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the team that has
2: a coach. Um, I'll pick up the, the best, The you know, call me crazy. I'm, I'm gonna go with um, with the best follow on Twitter.
0: Elaine was doing some stuff this week, too. You missed it.
1: Oh boy,
0: I don't care, I don't care what Lane was
1: doing this week. There's a lot of smoke. He's the next coach. He's the next, It's not smoke. He's the next coach at Auburn. There is a lot of smoke, and, and it is smoke until it's official, but it looks pretty official. Lane's shooting down rumors like he's playing yeah, nothing. He was on that trolling bad. <laughs>
0: I'm talking about it, on it. And it's only Tuesday and he was on it.
1: That being said, give me Ole Miss. Mike Mike's not showing any consistency. I can't go with Mike. All right, that's fine. Oh, here we go though. Michigan really? at the horseshoe. Ohio State. Michigan, Ohio State. Mike.
2: Um I'm keep in paper.
1: mind Michigan has lost their running back for this. I'm game. about
2: to say that they just lost their best running back. It's at it's at Ohio State. Um I mean it was an outlier last year with khaki pants. So, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the superior team, like always, even though Ryan Dades is over at a coach.
0: Wes? Yeah, I'm going with uh, – I'm a big C.J. Stroud fan. So, i Stroud.
1: Yep. C.J. Stroud continuously just silently marches on into what could be a Heisman Trophy and I'll possible number one pick.
2: Allah uh, just an Ohio State quarterback, but that's not the nor over there.
1: It is what it is, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man's gotten done this year. I, I understand his schedule is is about as uh, strong as stuff. Matt Ryan's arm. But um, <laughs> all right. Um, like I said, I'm going with Ohio State as well. All right, this game last week may not have even been in the pickums, but after what we saw. <laughs> Uh, gotcha. Spencer Rattler, dude. We got to talk about it, and I know Wes is really ready for this. South Carolina at Clemson, but we're going to let Wes do on it because it's Mike's turn.
0: No, it's it's my turn.
1: Oh, did you go first? Oh, God. Yeah, I'll, I'll I did the up. egg bowl first. You're um, right. I'll be quiet.
0: Uh, thankfully, I won't be here this weekend, uh, but uh, I wish I would be because I, I don't know. Last, South Carolina hasn't beaten Clemson in, what, six, seven years, so uh,
2: I'm going with the Tigers. All right, it's about
0: okay, to be seven it's left, basically. Let me yeah, say it. it's about
2: to be seven, seven eight because they're going <laughs> to they're, they're come back down earth. It was just inevitable that Tennessee was going to pull Tennessee, and I'm glad they lost how they lost because their fans needed to be that program needed to be humbled. So it's going to be Clemson.
1: Uh yeah. Um, if our defense can shut down South Carolinas. Clemson's defense can can shut them all the way down. Um, If Rattler thought he was under duress when he played our defensive line, Clemson's is really going (laughs) to probably give him a a hell game. So I got to go with the Tigers um, there at Death Valley. All right. Um, This is exciting. Oregon at Oregon State, where we once again put Mike in the corner of picking for or against Bo Nix. Oh, I forgot he'll he, he, stand.
0: He, he's got
2: one leg. So um I'm not, not to mention it's at Corvallis. Go go
1: <laughs>
2: Go beebs, baby.
0: West? Yeah, Bo Nix bounced back last week from me. Made might look bad. He's gonna do it again this week. Oregon. Mm, man, I'm whew. Civil War? I called him. I called him. and He said, "Civil War." I, I, you called Bo. I called Bo. He said, "I I, I make my look bad." Oh, okay. Godly, if if
1: if if he said that, then I'm going with Oregon State.
0: <laughs> that was good. Huh? That was good.
1: If Bo's that confident, I'm going with Oregon State, good, huh? baby. Let's go, Beavers. Golly, got Cox and the Beavers all in this podcast. Let's go. <laughs> All right, well, after week three, I didn't think this game would be much to talk about, but Notre Dame has bounced back pretty strong, and uh USC had a hell game last week, so Notre Dame at USC. Wes
0: Yeah, uh, we talked about progression and looking competent uh, for first year coaches and what Freeman did at what he from where he started at the beginning of the year and Notre Dame looking like so 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 bad. And uh his big win came against Clemson and basically knocking them out of going to the playoffs. So uh all that being said though, Caleb Williams is either one A or one B to uh the quarterback that we'll discuss in the next uh game. So I'm going with Caleb Williams. All right.
2: Yeah, Notre Dame is not good, um, not, or not that good, in my opinion. Uh, I think I'm going to go with USC. They have the best player in the field, so a lot of times I always pick the, the team with the best player on the field. They have the better, they have the best coach, and yeah, and it's at home, so I'm going with USC in a rivalry game.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: rivalry weekend. I don't. I don't
1: trust Notre Dame to play well that far away from home. Um, no. I think they'll be it'll it'll probably be close at times, but in the end, that's too many that's too many horses on the field, uh, literally and figuratively. USC <laughs> rolls in this one. All right, this really probably isn't hard, but it's a rivalry game just the same, and we're going to go ahead and cover it because uh, I wouldn't have guessed that Georgia Tech would have beat UNC last week either. North Carolina State at UNC, Mike.
2: NC State can't score with UNC. You and Drake. Uh, I'm going with the best quarterback in the country and Drake May.
0: Mike a west, play. Eh? Yeah, Drake. Keep it simple.
1: Yes, sir. Um, possibly future Gator Drake <laughs> May. Let's go Tar Heels. Just, just throwing rumors out there, guys. Just, just don't mind me. Just rumors. Hopefully, it'd be nice. It'd be cool. It's 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 rumor season, baby. All right, we're going. Home. We're going to hear a lot of these in the next few weeks. Just get it right. All right, uh, going to the bluegrass state, Louisville at Kentucky. Wes,
0: should I trust Will Levis Mike? Nah, he had a chance to. Give his team something last week and show NFL scouts uh, against Georgia's defense kept him in the game. Underperformed. I mean, that was Georgia. Ah, I'm going with Louisville. All
1: right, Mike.
2: Louisville. Um, Kentucky's awful.
0: Offensive, they're awful. Hmm.
1: Will Levis has got to do the same thing I believe that uh, Mike said AR needed to do and play out of his mind for the Draft Scouts.
2: There's, there's not enough mayonnaise in this world to make him play
1: well. Louisville's defense is horrible. Give well, me
2: well, And well, so is Will Levis.
1: Well, Will Levis solidifies his top <laughs> whatever first-round draft status because somebody's going to – lose their career in drafting. Yep. All right. Back to North Carolina. We got the uh, intellectual bowl. Wake Forest versus Duke. Both teams uh, sitting around seven and four. Uh, some would say Wake Forest is dramatically underperformed and Duke is overperformed. Uh, Mike, who you got?
2: Cold Go Blue Devils. Yeah. Without, a, without a doubt. Playing over their heads. I, fucking, I freaking love it.
1: My God. <laughs> man, that man lost his it. mind. God, he's fired up. Ah, Wes.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going with the other future Gator. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm going with uh, Wake Forest and, uh, and our new, hopefully, maybe rumored quarterback, Hartman.
1: Yeah, you're going to see a lot of rumors about uh Mr. Hartman possibly uh, liking the Gators if he doesn't go to the NFL. Um that tweet was sent out the other night. Um There's there's also rumors that there's a lot of uh bad blood in the waters out there. So I'm going to go with Duke in this game, man. I think I think Duke's uh really up uh, really up for this. I think that this is going to be their Super Bowl. All right. Well, let's head on down to, uh, Coral Gables guys. Um, <laughs> the Miami hurricanes are fighting for bowl eligibility as they take on Pittsburgh West Pittsburgh, Miami pit. Yes. I know it. Mike.
2: Um, university of Miami is literally awful. at the quarterback position right now. Um, and, uh, Pitt has a uh, with Slovis has a pretty solid quarterback, and their running backs very good. And Miami can't stop the run. So with those three uh, and those three factors, not even taken to Miami's coach lack of coaching, I'm going with a Pitt win and Miami not being bowl eligible with the eight million dollar coach.
1: This this podcast is a big fan of uh, Slovis. Um, we've said that before. Pitt Pitt rolls uh, and. Um, Miami dies. No bowl this year, boys. Sorry. All right, last game on the docket. Battle in the Texas Baylor at Texas. Mike.
2: Dave. Dave Arande? Is that the last name? Dave Aranda. Yes. Aranda, I believe. Aranda. There you go. Um, I'm not going with a uh, with a drunk and a uh, mullet. Oh so I'm going to go with a superior program. And they have not been playing well, so.
0: Wes. Baylor.
1: Yep, like I said before, man, I've got to pick Baylor. I'm I'm obligated. The one week I didn't, they won. Um, So I'm I'm on the hook for picking the Baylor Bears, baby. Horns down. All right, guys. That's all she wrote for the Pick'ems In this week's episode, we appreciate all y'all tuning in. As always, man, it's been a it's been a uh, up and down season for us, but we sure have enjoyed bringing you this content each and every week. Um, we all try to strive to bring a little bit of every everything to this show, and maybe if a little bit of knowledge to you guys out there, if you know, as you get ready to watch the game. Um, guys, anything y'all want to add before we jump on out of here?
0: Hey, my goddess. For those who traveling out there, y'all guys be safe. Uh, Enjoy this uh, holiday. If you celebrate it and just eat a lot. (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, very much
1: so safe travels to everyone. Be safe on the roads out there. Enjoy the time with your family. As Wes said, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, have a great one um just enjoy the time with your family enjoy every minute you never know what happens in this life so make those memories and enjoy every second of them um as always guys please make sure you go out there and download every episode wherever you get your podcast from and check us out on our youtube channel respect our decision make sure you subscribe to the pod leave us a like and then leave us a comment we read all the comments get a big laugh at them shout out to the guys who say we need to talk about mike short's in the comments of the YouTube videos, uh, Mike Shorts has become an uh, its own hashtag by now. Um, it's, they're talked about on on the Gator Breakdown Discord. Um, they're talked about on YouTube. Mike Shorts is a is a uh, huge until until
2: about. the, uh, the fans, too. Uh, Listen um, until the fans they start complaining, which they don't. Hey, this is South Florida, baby. Like I had to break it to them. There ain't no cargo short season. Ooh, Mike Chubbies, bro! Five and a half inch inseam. Got to keep the fans happy.
0: Maybe guys, my Patreons can get you some new, some new shorts. Ain't no new.
1: Get sponsored by Chubbies here. <laughs> shorts. Right, that's fine. I give a shout Mike. out, <laughs> Mike. in the inseams. Sky's well, all night. though. <laughs> <out. Sky's laughs> all thighs, <laughs> Hey,
0: if they support you, you got to wear them. Now. The fans. Mike, say Mike's, Mike's making his own <laughs>
1: trenches. All right, guys. <laughs> if you'd like to support us as creators, as always, guys, check out our Patreon. Respect our decision. Um, Big shout out to all our patrons out there, Utah Gator, uh, Brandon Stewart, to name a few guys. We appreciate y'all helping us grow as creators. Um, Each and every dollar we make, we put right back into the show. We thank y'all so much. And with that being said, guys, Wes, take us home.
0: Appreciate it, Hurst. Um, As always, uh, we support our troops here, so if you're a veteran or you know any veteran that Uh, may need some assistance with trying to get disability benefits or anything like that, please hit us up uh, and we will get back to you with answers that you may have uh, because this is a show not only for the people, but for our veterans as well, because they allow us to do what we do now. And uh, also on the YouTube, guys, hit that notification bell too. So when we do drop, uh, it'll automatically get to you. So hit that notification uh, button on YouTube. So whenever we drop, you need us to let you know, it'll alert you as well. So Uh, Other than that, go Gators.
1: Go Go Gators, Gators, guys. Be safe. Much love. Have a
0: happy holiday. Peace.